What is going on, folks? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. Please go to iTunes, leave us some reviews. It's always great seeing those. This podcast is brought to you by Die Bomb Industries. If you want die bombs, you better order them pretty dang if fast. If you want some die bombs for a spread this this season, 2019, 2020 season, you better get on the ball. Go to diebombindustries.com and get what you want and get it in a hurry because guys are ordering a shitload of them. A shitload, yes. Go to diebombindustries.com. They're the best investment that you can make in 2019. Can't beat them. Diebombindustries.com. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Bismuth is back in style. Brandon's changing the game. Everybody's doing bismuth now because Brandon made it cool again. Boss Shot Shells only takes one. Copper plating they're doing now. All their orders are coming copper plated. Holds a tighter pattern. So Boss Shot Shells only takes one. Not having to shoot a whole bunch of them. To, no more crippled birds. That's a big thing. BossShotShells.com. All made in America. Go to them. Get what you need for the season. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. You can't field hunt without spinners. You need a lot of spinners. LuckyDuck.com, and you can get whatever you need for this coming season. Varmint hunting, dog dog kennel coming out. Got a dog kennel. They've also got a new blind. Yes. The two-by-four blind can hold four people or what we're, what we're going to do <laughs> when we've got a uh, pain-in-the-ass client that we don't want to sit with. We're just going to say, oh, this blind can only hold two people. Sorry. Collapse it down to two. It's just going to be, I don't know, me and Blake. Might so I guess able. the guy that's listening to this at Hunts With is like, well, we must be them assholes because we're over here. They're by themselves over there. Well, should have done better that. You know, should have made a better impression at dinner the night before. <laughs> what an ass. <laughs> but, yeah, they can hold two people or four people. So if you've got uh, – if it's just you and a buddy, well, you don't have a whole lot of What about extra. if it's three fat guys? <laughs> I don't know. We, we got one sitting outside. We're going to have to go put it up and – See how many it holds. But, yeah, so they've got blinds. They've got dog kennels. they got it all. They've got it all. Spinners galore. Get the waterproof spinners with the remotes. You will not regret if that. If you're going to field hunt, put out at least four to six spinners. At least you'll be happy you did it. It's another. It's just like your silhouettes, just like your dive bombs. If you're going to put something out, put out enough that's going to make game changer. Four to six spinners will game changer for you. LuckyDuck.com. This podcast is also brought to you by 737, direct to consumer, no more big box stores, all made in America. Made in Oklahoma. Made in Oklahoma. But blown by this fat guy in Texas. Every duck hunt I blew my call on last year is very successful. So use the 737 old number one, just like number one does. The three duck hunts that you went on were very good. Went on six of them. We shot at least 30 birds every time but one, and you didn't shoot very good. How would That's, you know? My, my kill per average guide in this year was better than yours. I take full credit as being the guide on that last ton of the season. Hmm. And we would have shot more if y'all had let me call the shot. We couldn't have shot more. We were done on pintails. We would have shot more mallards, though. We fucked up one time. But I don't want to bring that up on the air and embarrass you. Yeah. That's 737duckcalls.com. We're also brought to you by Sealight LEDs. Can't beat them. No more reason to be fiddling around in the dark. Light up the sky, see what you're doing, set up that perfect decoy spread. Because let's face it, when it's dark outside, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're just throwing decoys down willy-nilly. SealightLEDs.com can alleviate that problem. Stick them on your trailer, stick them on your truck. Stick them on your truck and you can see the the critters in the ditches. Yeah, that's important here in Texas. Sealight LEDs, you, they're, they're the best LED lights that you can get. Big light bars, I'm a fan. Trust me, after doing it the wrong way for so many years and then finally having some sea lights on my trailer, wish I'd have done it a long time ago. SealightLEDs.com. We're also brought to you by William Chris Vineyards. Texas wine, all grown in Texas. Chris is a great client of ours. Makes a great wine. You can go get them at HEB, Whole Foods, Central Market, all those places. All the, all the hoity-toity places, as you all like to say. All of those places. Um, you know, if you're trying to impress somebody... Get a William Chris wine. They will not leave disappointed. You can go to williamchriswines.com, and I believe they'll even ship you the wine. So you don't even have to leave your underwear to get drunk. And this show is also brought to you by Athlon Optics, also a U.S. made. Athlon Optics is a proud U.S. sports optic product company devoted to designing and delivering superior quality optic products and outdoor accessories at a competitive price to you, the consumer. 
Athlon has strong engineering design capability, strategic alliances with quality manufacturers, and a streamlined, fully integrated supply chain. Whether you're shooting prairie dogs or scouting those geese or ducks the night before, Athlon Optics has a product that you need. So go to athlonoptics.com, get your binoculars, get your scopes. They've also got red dot sights. They got it all. If you need to look through it so you can shoot something or find something, Athlon Optics is the way to go. Last but not least, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Home of the Big Honker Lodge and the Big Honker Podcast. We are not far away from hunting season now. Five weeks. Not long at all. Dove season will be here. Party time. Looking forward to it. Stanfieldhunting.com. If you've sent an email recently, our website's under construction, so if you have sent an email recently, you can just call the office. 940-658-3172. Email should what, be fixed. I mean, what... what do you have any dates, really? I mean, what dates stand out that we can give these people? I've got some dates late November. I've got some early All December, midweeks. Any, any weekends? I got a couple of weekends left. Not a bunch. I got great teal hunts though. If you want to shoot, shoot some teal in September, come out here. We can do a dove teal combo. That would be fun. Lots of should be it should be a great year. I mean, we've got tons of water. We got food. We've got some teal here already. So that's why come out and do a t- teal dove combo in September. Nine four zero six five eight three one seven two. go three two one boom and welcome to the big honker podcast brought to you by die bomb industries i'm jeff stanfield i'm andy shaver we got the man himself the pitching phenom asher tolliver how are you sir i'm good man i don't know about pitching phenom these days i'm kind of old and washed up but uh what's your era i, I, I know you know it well the first half it was i gave up one run and 32 innings, I was 8-0, and uh, second half, the Atlantic League, we are now in electronic strike zone. Uh, what does that all mean? All balls and strikes. That's not very fucking consistent. It, uh, I don't know. They're still working on getting it calibrated right, but there'll be sometimes you'll throw a ball, kick middle, and it'll ball you, and then you might throw one that's like, you know, up at a guy's kids, and you'll get a strike. So, uh, we're basically the guinea pigs for this. So for the first half, I had a 0.32, and now I'm rocking about a 2.5 now, which is still good, but um, this electronic strike zone, man, it's the offense is, um, it's just changed. It's changed the way the game's been played for over 100 years with this, without using, you know, having the human element to it. So, so, so there's no there's no umpire back there? There is an umpire. So basically, the umpire's back there with a, a, you know, an earpiece in, like basically like an AirPod. Really? And it tells them balls or strikes. You know, they they can still do check swings, but there's a new rule that that check swings. They're basically not calling them anymore. They say you have to completely break the wrist. It doesn't cross the plate. So, in the second half, I, don't, I haven't seen any any check swings. Um, you know, go as a strike against the guy. So it's pretty much completely eliminated check swings. Um, so it's an ABS system. It tells them ball or strike in their ear, um, and then they call it. There's a slight delay. I mean, there's been a couple times that, you know, you'll think it's a ball, and then stand up, boom, he'll call a strike. And it's, I don't know, it, 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 it might be cool, you know, 20 years from now, whenever it's, they're using it and it's right. See, I don't um, think so. And, and it's done the right way. But right now, have it be in the first year of it or first month, you know, having to be the guys that have to wear the repercussions of the, the system not being calibrated correctly. It's pretty, um, it's, it's kind of shitty. I almost got ejected a couple, a couple <laughs> weeks ago because the umpire said, I was like, dude, I mean, I, I got lit up. I mean, I was every town, it was like one Oh two. I actually threw, four straight balls and I went back and looked at the ABS system or I walked a guy on four pitches 
and the first three pitches he did bat were in the zone. And when they were getting pulled, I walked the umpire. I said, dude, I said, this is fucking with the integrity of the game. I was like, you need, you have to override this system if mm-hmm. you know that it's a fucking strike. And he said, we can't. We're authorized by MLB to call what we get in our ear. If it's a ball or a strike, we cannot override it. And I said, I said that's fucking bullshit. I said, you have no spine if you know a ball is right down the fucking middle and you call it a ball. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, that's enough. I can't do anything about it. And I said, no, you guys need to get this fixed. I said, you're fucking with the game. The game's been great for since Abner Doubleday, and now we want to, you know, start screwing with it. But you know, the whole thing is passed down by MLB. They they think they're losing viewership, and what they're trying to do, strikeouts are at an all time high. Um, what they want is they want more action between the lines. They came in, they want more balls in play, they want more stolen bases, home runs, doubles singles they they want more on field action they're, i guess they're trying to make it more like football or basketball i don't know but they 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 need more action so what they're doing is it's every every rule that they implement it hurts pitchers and it help it's going to help hitters you know it helps the offense you know in football they did that to make the people score more now there's all kinds of offense and you can't touch anybody on fucking defense but i don't know how and, baseball can change the game i mean in a without pitch, drastically changing the game and a pitching battle is part of the game like who that would be awesome to go fucking see a, a no hitter or something like that if you build we'll see but your casual fan they don't they don't want to see that man. people they don't want to go to the ballpark and see Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer throw throw up zeros, exchange zeros for seven innings. Man, they want to see gorilla ball. Like they want to see home runs. They want to see a twelve to eight game with four homers and doubles and stolen base. Man, on left handers, you know how in baseball, like a left hander, you can pick up your leg, and as long as you don't commit to home, you can pick over to first base. Yes. Like we can't do that anymore. You, Why? You, there's no. No, you cannot pick off the first base like that. You have to completely disengage with the rubber. You have to step off the back of the rubber to pick the first base right hand as well. So now base dealers, the leads are huge, and they're just running at will. It's like a track meet whenever you get a base dealer on base. You can steal first base now. What? You can fucking, at any point in the count, if a ball is thrown like to the backstop, if the catcher misses it, you can run. A guy can run. They can take off and steal first base, and it goes down in the books as a walk. And pitchers, we get charged with an earned run. So, so, so if a catcher planks a fastball off his glove, they have to, oh, you know, oh one count. You throw a fastball away, catcher clanks it off his glove, or you spike a breaker ball in the dirt, and it goes to a backstop. Normally, what does the catcher do? He just sticks his hands up there, gets a new ball from yeah. the umpire, and throws it to the pitcher. The batter can run to first base at any time. In the count, if the catcher misses it, and this and is in the majors. First day. So no, the, they're doing that experimentally in our league right oh, now because so this is rules that they want to implement in Major League Baseball over, over the course of the next. So they're rolling out ten rules this year, eleven or nine rules next year added to these, and then eleven rules the next year. So it's a three-year agreement they have with Major League Baseball with all these uh, rule changes that they're that they're implementing. Well, that, and that, it's in our league. That changes the whole way you pitch because if you've got somebody at zero and two, you're going to throw him fucking junk, and if it hits in the dirt, big fucking deal. But now you can't do yeah. that shit. You got to lollipop it in there and try to get the third. Well, strike. you if you bounce one of the backstop, you might have a guy o two completely down in the count. Yeah, and you might spike a breaking ball. It goes to the backstop. This dude takes off, goes to first base. Now it goes down on our. It goes in our statistics as a walk, so a base on balls. Yep. It goes there down their statistics as a walk, so it helps their on base percentage. And if that dude comes around to score, we get charged with an earned run. That's that's crazy because you know pitching like Justin Verlander. I I don't watch much baseball, but Houston is a phenomenal football baseball team this year, and I guess the Dodgers are in the Yankees. They all three have huge staffs, don't they? Are they winning by hitting or they winning by pitching? Both, but they've got really, really good pitching. Yep. I mean, their their starting rotation is it's insane. But that's how you win. So why would you want to take that away from? I just baseball's got they an just, identity they crisis. They want more action, man. They want more action for people that are non baseball fans. See, you're a true baseball fan, they can appreciate a, a pitcher's duel, right? You know, they can appreciate low offense and and how hard it is to get these guys out because they're really, really good. Your casual sports fan. They don't 
they don't like it. I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. I worked over 140 games a year from the bullpen, and dude, pitchers duels they they really are they they are boring to watch. And this is weird coming from a pitcher a pitcher who knows how hard it is to go up there and throw up zero after zero. But dude, honestly, it's it is boring to watch. So really, what they're trying to do is they just want more action. They're trying to appeal more to the average sports fan. They're trying to get them more engaged in baseball, and they they know the best way to do that is to have more action between the lines, especially now in an era where pitchers are throwing harder than ever and strikeouts are, are just through the roof. You know, every year we're setting a new strikeout record in Major League Baseball, and they're trying to find a way to bring more action between the lines. So we're the highest level of unaffiliated baseball that you can get in the Atlantic League, so they signed a three-year agreement, and they're using this league to roll out these rules that they can hope to implement in, you know, in Major League Baseball. See, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big baseball fan. I won't watch a game on TV probably, you know, I might watch some of the playoff games. But You're so full of shit. You no, ain't no, watching no, I baseball. Will. In October, in October, let me finish here. But if I was at the game, I, could, I couldn't imagine the ninth inning and a, a pitcher goes on the mound to, to complete a no-hitter. I mean, you'd be on the edge of your seat. No, it's, it's incredible, man. I mean, I've, I've been playing 11 years now, and in person, I've seen – I've never seen a no-hitter. Wow. Not one. Yeah. I mean, never. Not one. And I've watched, you know, I don't know, you know, 140, 150 games a year for the last ten and a half years, and I've never seen one in person. You know, I've seen plenty on TV, and that guys have done, but um, no, I've never seen one from the lowest level of A-ball, and this is a game that I was in person sitting in the bullpen. I've never seen one, and it would be, it'd be completely amazing, but um and people like you know people like action and that's that's what they're wanting wanting to give to them with all these new rules so action how does it happen in baseball it happens at you know it happens at the dish whenever the team is on offense so uh naturally they they're going to take away from you know pitching and and add what they can to help help the offense if that's shrinking the zone a little bit or um, you know, whatever it may be, just to help help more action between the lines. I used to i, I grew up um, watching the I grew up watching the Rangers when Nolan Ryan was there, and every time Nolan Ryan went on the mound, there was a chance he was going to throw a no hitter every time. And he oh yeah, he only I think he threw seven or eight. Tony saw his last no hitter. Tony was at, was there at the game, but anytime he pitched, that opportunity was there, and so it added some excitement to it. But there's not very many hosses like him that play ball that just when his curveball was on, he was hard. To hit, oh you know, man! Everybody wanted to bail. And those guys, like man, like one thing that we talk about around here is we talk about pitchers that like made a living working outside and earning that outside corner. You know, a guy like Greg Maddox and guys like Tom Blavin. Man, if those dudes were trying to pitch with this system and not able to get the corners outside, like if the ball misses a you know a quarter, I mean this thing, if it don't cross the line of this system, it's a ball, right? And these guys, you watch old highlights on ESPN Classic or YouTube video, watch Kerry Woods' 20 strikeout game. I mean, that dude's getting pitches like dang near crossing on the chalk and the other's batter's ball. I mean, he's consistently getting two, three, four inches outside on the outside corner. Like, I'm not saying he wasn't just disgustingly nasty. Greg Maddox was as well. But these guys would not have had the careers that they did if they were pitching with – this system because you have to come over the plate that's all there is to it you cannot earn calls from an umpire because it's not an umpire human making a call it's a computer and if it doesn't cross that line you know that 17 inch plate i believe is what it is if it doesn't cross that line it's a ball Mm. so you're not getting you're not getting even a a 16th of an inch outside right that an umpire 10 out of 10 is going to call a strike for you if it if that ball does not go through that zone, the track man has set up electronically over that plate. It's a ball. So, and you can argue with the umpires all you want, but I mean, our our uh, pitching coach, he was the first ejection ever, <laughs> basically to get ejected by a the robot system. It was a big deal because Frank Viola, he's our pitching coach. He was the 
1988. I remember when he used to play. Cy Young Award winner. He was the 1987 World Series MVP. Um, and the first game we had TrackMan, actually the game that I pitched, the one that I almost got ejected, was it was it was bad. Like it was blatantly just it was so bad. Balls were being called strikes. Strikes were being called balls. It was just a total total circus. Everybody's losing their mind. And Frank, he's just wearing the umpire out you know, cussing at him, and the umpire's like, look, man, I can't override the system, and Frank's just on him, on him, on him. Finally, he, you know, he throws Frank out, and, um, you know, Frank's a big guy. He goes running out there. and But anyway, that was, like, a big deal. Like, he, you know, Frank was called by all kinds of, like, publications and stuff because he was, like, the first dude ever to get ejected because of the, like, the ABS strike zone system. So, essentially, he was arguing with the, with a robot but he was you know he's letting the human umpire have it because he's saying look man like this is this is not right like what's going on right now like this because frank he's a you know he's a he was a um you know like a your classic left-hander you know pitched in and out change speed you know so he understands like the art of pitching and 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 um you know the human element you might be able to train an umpire like hey if you start hitting that outside corner maybe you can start expanding a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more and you they might be able to you know they might give it to you and just seeing the system in place and guys throwing balls over the plate his pitchers that that aren't getting strikes and then they fall behind in the 2-0 count and give up a two-run double in the gap or a home run he you know he's going to lose his mind because he's he's our pitching coach you know he's got our back and and he's going to stand up for us. So he's like, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and watch this. Uh, but man, he's he's so cool. I mean, to be able to like work with a dude that's accomplished what he has in this game is it, it's pretty dang cool. But, know, uh, yeah, that was funny. You'll have to look that up. Type in Google Frank Vowell ejected by the the TrackMan system, and you'll, you'll find, find some funny stuff on that. What you said though earlier about. The, the pitching today, if the pitchers from back in yesterday, like Greg Maddox, them had to pitch today, it would be different. It's the same with football. If Tom Brady would have had to play when Terry Bradshaw did, Tom Brady wouldn't be still playing at forty-two years of age. Yeah, I mean they're just so protected now. Yeah, I mean he'd have got slammed down every time he threw, body slammed. I mean it's just a different game, and it's all. But right, baseball. I don't know how you can take the game of baseball when you can only score on offense and change. Baseball's a romantic game with a lot of history and it's the game hasn't changed at all and i don't think you can change baseball to make it better for people to watch it on tv to make it more exciting you have to like baseball and appreciate the game inside of the game because it's a chess match well and it's it's a game of anticipation i mean you know and now you're just kind of basically having a home run derby every game right you're taking away and that anticipation no i mean you know, like you watch the postseason, you'll see a lot of pitching changes and this and that. Now we've got a rule in this league: you you have to come in and face a minimum of three batters. So there's no more that like bringing in the dude to face the big left. You know, bringing a lefty to face the big power lefty, and then you right. pull him after he gets the job done. Right. You know, you you've got to face three batters a minimum. So that's kind of taken away from that chess match uh, that that you know managers are able to do match up their pitchers in the bullpen with the hitters coming up if it's late in the game or a close game so um you know everybody's got to not just me so you know it's, it's on from a pitching standpoint so yeah it sucks but you know i'm thankful that i came up through the ranks when i did before this stuff um was all implemented you know I, i'm 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 very close to being done playing baseball anyway. I, I've loved it. It's been great. I, I know I could still continue to play for a long time, uh, at least another three or four more years. But, man, I, I love the bomb so much. I love my job and the opportunity that's given me uh, and expanded my role, and it's been more and more important. And it's something that I can do uh, much longer than, than my baseball career, and I don't have to be gone from my family so much. So, you know what, man? Baseball, it's been great. I love baseball. Even with all the stupid rules, they do implement it in baseball. I'm always going to be a baseball fan. Always going to be thankful for the relationships, um, money I've made, uh, teammates, places I've seen, everything that baseball has given me. But um, I am glad that I'm, I did come up at the time when it was still pure because I'm, I'm not sure that 
five, you know, as early as five years from now or ten years from now when my kids play. And obviously, we people won't have the money to implement this technology at the lower levels of, you know, obviously little league, high school, even college. But if for some reason, you know, my kid or whoever's lucky enough to get to play professionally in the big leagues, um, I'm just glad I got to come up when it was still still pure, you know, and, and as, as we've always known it, you know, before all these cool changes. But that's okay. You know, baseball's a great game, and uh, we'll see what happens. But um, so, they're definitely very aggressive with wanting to make these changes. I do know that from Major League Baseball. They're, they're, they're wanting to make these changes, and they're wanting to do it really, really quick. So is this the last year that Asher Tolliver is going to take the mound? Is this it? I, I can't say 100% certain. Sounds to me um, like you're retired on our – Just yet, but, yeah, it's getting uh, – there's a very, very good chance that when we wrap up, this is going to be it for me, yeah. See, here's what I'm thinking, Asher. Here's what I'm – I'm thinking you're pulling a Zach. I'm thinking you're pulling a Zach here. I think you're in the grind of it all. You're missing your family a little bit. And I think you might get that itch maybe come January and February. Well, see, that's why I'm that's why I'm not 100% committed to I do know that I will say this whole year is as good as I've as good as I've thrown. Honestly, the first three months of this season, I, I threw better than I have my entire life, and this includes when I was at my very very best in the big leagues. I threw better than I have my entire life, and honestly. Even during that period, I still wasn't quite finding the joy in baseball that I've had in the past. Really? And that's, yes, even with that much success, you know, our team was winning. I was winning, not giving up runs. Every outing is just automatic, like boom, boom, boom. Didn't matter who I'm facing. And I still would come out of the game, and I'm happy. I love competing, man. I always will. And I love when I do my job and I keep our team in the game or give us a chance to win. But I, I, I find a little bit less joy. Um, I don't want to say each time out, but as, as a little bit of time passes, and I am in the middle of the ground right now, uh, you know, we're over 100 games deep, but honestly this, this isn't something that's just kind of crept up over the last right. week or month. I mean, this is something that, I could kind of feel it happening the entire season. And the more I see my kids, I mean, my kid's three now. They'll come visit. He's such a big boy and he's such a good kid. And my little girl is, she's one and she's just a, a total nutcase. And then when I see them and uh, how much they change when I see them and people posting on social media about their kids and time goes by so fast. It feels like yesterday I was coming home from the big leagues to see Maverick born and now he's three and I'm, I just, uh, he's about getting the age where I can really, really start enjoying stuff with him outdoors and hunting and fishing. And, um, he's going to be playing ball. And, uh, I just can't, I'm in a great position with Dive Bomb. I love what I do. And I just don't know really that I'm willing to sacrifice any more of that time with my family. My wife has been so good throughout this whole, you know, it's been a decade, over a decade. And then with the kids and doing her job and it's, it's about time for for Asher to to get home and and I don't want to say be a dad, but because I I feel like I'm a good dad and I take care of my kids, but it is I, I do need to be a, a dad for my kids and not you know somebody that they come and visit when yeah. I'm you know playing baseball. You know if that makes sense. Well, you need to be present, is what you're saying. I get it. Uh, you right. Know. It's just an important time, and they're just yeah. you know I just, I love them so much, and and I don't want to look back you know i don't want to look back on my baseball career and regret anything but i sure as hell don't want to look back on my life and um be like god oh, man i can't believe that i um was willing to to stay away from that and then it was one thing if i didn't if i wasn't in the position i'm in with dive bomb right right had a great job but man this is like the the, the best transition a guy could ever ask for i mean yeah. who in the world could ask to go from playing baseball to a living to get to sell decoys and travel and, and meet equally cool people as I've met playing baseball. Like, are you kidding me? Like, right. I'm so lucky. I'll never take that for granted. Um, I'll, I'll be the first person to tell you, man, I'm so incredibly blessed, dude. I got a great job, healthy. My kids are healthy. I got a beautiful wife. Um, and I'll never take that for granted. But like, are you kidding me? Like I've got the perfect, it's the perfect situation. 
I thank God every day for it. Um, and it's just, it's kind of time for me to start making a transition. So with all that said, I don't want to give you a hundred percent guarantee because you're right. January and February is going to roll around. My body's going to feel good. My arm's going to feel good. And my mind say, man, this is like baseball season's coming. <laughs> so, um, I don't want to just say a hundred percent no, but I'm going to say we're, we're, we're coming down to the end. Yeah. We're getting close. Yeah. I get it. You know, uh, my son's we're four, my son's four school started today in our local area. He's not going to pre-K this year, but you know, me and my wife were having coffee. The kids were still asleep and you know, everybody's taking their first day of school photographs. And I, I told my wife, I was like, you know, this is the last first day of school that Reese is going to get to miss. So this next year is going to go by quick. So we need to make sure that we do a lot of fun shit with them to, yeah. uh, you know, cause I mean, they do grow up and when they get in school, it goes by a lot faster. So I understand what you, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. You wait till there's 18, 16 and 11 or whatever it was, 18, 13 and eight and mom michelle's like come on let's get pictures for the last first day of school and every one of you is bitching god almighty we do this every freaking year so, <laughs> so enjoy it when they're little when they don't bitch yeah so much. i don't i definitely don't want to take it for granted and um we'll see We'll see, I, I, I think you officially retired on the Big Honker Podcast yeah, is what I got out of that. Don't go to another dumpy waterfowl podcast and break news, okay? If you're going to fucking retire, retire here. <laughs> yeah, Andy, <laughs> All right? Andy done pissed off the other how about, podcast How about again. whenever I come visit you guys in January, I bet I'll have a real good idea. That's, that that, like that sounds solid, good. So maybe that'll be the one. <laughs> okay. We can say definitively in January. So how is your yeah. arm feeling right now? You feeling good? I feel great. You I do. feel awesome, man. I feel better than I've ever felt in my career, honestly, with my stuff, my splitter, my breaking ball. I feel great. I really do. Um, and honestly, probably a lot of it comes from the fact that I'm not stressed out about every outing or when I get up to go in and do my job. You know, now it's – I'm always out there giving my best, but used to, you're, it was your livelihood every day. Like, right. you got to go out and perform. Or, yeah. some, you know, they might find somebody else to do it. Now, like, dude – I don't care. Like, <laughs> if I do good, that's great. If I shit the bed, like, it sucks because I'm a competitor and I don't like sucking. But you know what? I'll leave the clubhouse that night and I don't take that shit with me anymore. You know, like, it's over with. And then I come back the next day and say, hey, what do I need to do to be better next outing? But I'm not taking that shit home with me. I'm not losing sleep over it like I have in the past. I'm not losing years off my life like I have in the past stressing about it. So right. I don't care. I really don't. I I care about my team. I care about my results. I want to do good. But when I say I don't care, it's I don't I don't let that shit stick with me after like I used to. I just don't. Whether it's good, I don't get ridden up because I did good. And if I do poorly, I don't get flustered and let it affect me moving forward. I just say, you know what, tomorrow's a new day. I'm going to go to bed and wake up and try to do better next time. You know, if it works out, great. If it don't work out, then, you know, I'm in a pretty damn good position. Well, I would would like you to settle a bet up here at the Lodge this year. You know the Lodge, we got a lot of competition between the guides. And I think it would be good when you're here, because Blake's a baseball player. (laughs) So I would like to see Andy, Zach, and Blake go out to the Knox City Greyhound Field and let you throw some heaters at them and see who can hit the ball. Don't throw a fucking heater at me. Throw a breaking ball or something like that. I'm not. I'm not taking a fucking nine mile an hour to my head. Asher, they're going to talk shit about. I hit one batter in almost fifty innings, man. I don't. Did you do that because you had to? Let me think. No, I didn't. It just slipped. Sure didn't. I just uh, left-handers and just kind of crowding the plate and uh, up and in. I think got him up on the forearm and the elbow. No, we've had a couple recently that uh, I wasn't. It wasn't my job at the time to do it, but uh, we've had a couple series ago that we've had some issues that um, we need to get squared away. We had a lot of our guys getting hit, but I, I wasn't the guy in there to, to get it done. We had already gotten it taken care of, so. Uh, no, I've hit one game. So, purpose, so I can tell you how they can fix baseball right now. If they want to make baseball more exciting, put microphones on everybody because those fucking when the when the when the manager gets in the umpire's face, the couple that I've seen on Facebook, it is the oh, most good, entertaining man. shit to watch. <laughs> I text you. I text you. We, we were in a group text with Zach, and we we're like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Because we don't understand the lingo, right. you, you know. And, and the manager's like, 
you know, he's basically saying, like, you knew that this was coming to the umpire, and the right. umpire's like, look, I got to fucking do it. I got to take him out. So uh, He's that, got a job. Everybody's in kind of a shitty situation. And most of these things have, like, really, you know, they have strong backstories on them, and some of them go through years, you know, like years, and everybody knows, but most of those things, they've got, they've got real, real backstories. Some might be from a series that was a month ago, and some could be from two players from something happened at the end of the season the year before, and then this is the first time they're getting to meet, you know. So See, see just right there, you, you did it. You could fix baseball right now if you let the if you let the viewer in on this back backstory and the saga. You get a little bit of WWE with baseball, and I guarantee Shit. you. I guarantee you, if people know the fucking backstory to these feuds. They're gonna tune in to see when old boy gets clocked. It's gonna well, that happen. That dude that's on the censor button, he better be on top of it. <laughs> no baseball. We are some foul mouth mofos. So so, um, so is there because in this uh, exchange that that we were texting about. I think like the first base umpire came, and ha- the the manager went to the uh, the home plate umpire. But is there like a senior guy on these so, things yeah, that will handle so it? Umpire and crew, there's a crew chief. Um, so there's a crew chief with each umpiring crew. So got four guys. You know they'll rotate. So one guy that was behind the plate, he might be at first the next night. The next night he'll be back behind second. The next night he might be back behind third. But every crew. They have a crew chief. He's like the veteran leader, and they're the one that, you know, they they take control of, of you know, situations that come up and stuff like that. So these are like veteran umpires that's right. been around a, a very long time, yeah. Yeah, because he got in the, in the home umpire, and he looked like a young kid. And then this old guy was kind of like, no, 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 you're going to talk to me about this. And then they had their little exchange. Right. So can yeah. could that guy throw the manager out, or does that decision have to come from the home plate umpire? Oh, hell no, no. Any of those umpires have the authority to throw them out of the game. But you just have your one crew chief. It's kind of like you're, you know, like if you'd be like if you're out in the blind hunting with the guys, like, right. you know, say um, who's one of your guys, like um, Blake. What's your young man's name? Or, yeah, we'll use Blake, for example. Like, you know, you're, you're, You've got more seniority. You've been there at Stanfield. You came up with it. You're a veteran guy. Blake still has the authority to, to, um, you know, tell guys, hey, keep your barrels up and your safeties on. But you know, if something comes up, a major, like, you're probably going to step in and handle it because yeah. you're kind of the more veteran guy of the group. It may be something that you, you know, you just feel it as your responsibility. So it's kind of the same way there. They definitely have the authority to throw guys out, but. They're going to yield to the crew chief's going to step in and be like, "Hey, let's let's go. Like, let's this is you and me. We both know what's going on. Let's let's talk about it." Right. You know, so. Well, we I think we just fixed baseball right there. I think you should send this up to the higher ups, and then hey, it would work, dude, because it is man, it's entertaining when you get a, a, a skipper really, really fired up. <laughs> man, a lot of times they're trying to get thrown out. I mean, they like I've had skippers. Yep. The guy that we got here, he's great. He's mm-hmm. like set before the game. He's like, man, look at those man. It's hot. I got a twelve pack in my office. If something comes up in the first inning, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of rallies the, the troops team. a little bit. People the team pays my fines. I'm not stopping. I'm not ran out of this game. <laughs> All right, well, we got 15 minutes left with you, so I want to talk some decoys. How? What is going on at Dive Bomb? Y'all are just kicking ass everywhere. Man, it's going great. We've got uh, guys are going to be up for weekend number two at the game fair starting tomorrow, right? Today's Thursday. Yeah. Up at the game fair with the boys, uh, Nick Costas. Uh, you know, he's full-time with us now, videography, photography. So he'll be going everywhere with me. This fall, Hunter Pickett will be back this weekend. Um, Trevor Bennett, I believe Ben, will be back this weekend as well. Uh, Bobby Guy was out last weekend. I don't think he's going to be up this weekend. I think he's shooting a wedding. But him and Nick, they are going to take off to North Dakota after uh, this weekend, and they're going to get in on some of the early honker action up there at uh with matt at uh, dirty bird so they're gonna spend a few days there get some early season honker action but man um it's been great man it's been absolutely awesome 
uh, you know, we, we started that Facebook group, um, kind of similar to what you guys have with the podcast, something a little bit more personal, Yeah. Uh, something that's where people can give their own input as well, rather than Facebook or Instagram, where they just have to see what we're putting out all the time. We've got a platform now where people can share their experiences and ask their questions. Just get them a little bit more connected to the brand. We can we can um, talk to them and and uh, just let them you know know that hey we're listening to to uh, what you have to say. We you know everything's on a timeline and some stuff's to done than others, but we are listening. We just love you your input and of course your business. We take that for granted, but. Man, it's rock and rolling. You know, got some cool stuff in the works, like Cody talked about last time. You know, the pigeons are still coming. We do a little, little pigeon bag. He showed me it's pretty cool. It's kind of funny. A little pigeon satchel. Um, but uh, we got the pigeons coming. Um, we've, you know, the highly anticipated floater. We got our little dirt dagger hole punch coming. We got our crane socks coming. We've got a lot of people asking about widgeon silhouettes. We will have those in 2020. We won't have them this fall. In fact, we will not have them for this waterfowl season. So um, you can just mark those off. But they are coming. We will have widgeon coming. Um, let's see. We've got socks coming and a pintail. It's all those. We've got upright headed. We've got a sentry head coming and all of our sock packs uh, coming soon. So. Right now, all our stocks, like our S3 Mallards, S3 Specs, S3 Canada's, Snows, Blues, Juvies, they're all in the feeder position, as you know. Um, each dozen will contain uh, two in the sentry position um, coming later this uh, fall, early winter. So we will have sentry positions in all of our, our entire sock line. Uh, we've improved a few things with our socks, uh, some little drain holes, uh, some reinforcement in the tail, uh, backbone, slightly, uh, just slightly different to help with the, that tail, you know, any issues that might have had in the past with the tail poking through, um, you know, after that back end gets uh, worn out, we got that reinforced. Um, let's see, uh, man, just a, a crazy full schedule. This fall, um, you know, Nick and me, Nick and I, sorry, we'll be doing a lot of traveling, um, visiting various outfitters and guide services that um, do a lot of stuff for us. And, um, man, we're, we've got a full schedule. We go, um, you know, Nick, they're going to spend some time North Dakota next week. And then Canada, you know, it cranked up right there in September. So he'll be going up to Canada um, be visiting a few of our outfitters up there. We'll go up and freelance for a little bit, eight to ten days. Uh, we go to, uh, let's see, we got Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Ontario. Um, and then we've got, uh, we come see you guys after Ontario. So we come see you guys in November. Yep. Um, after that, we uh, Arkansas will open up. I'll spend a few days here, and then we've got a nice little run up to a little three-outfitter trip to go from Colorado, Wyoming to Kansas. And then we go out west of you guys, out to Lubbock, got a little two-outfitter trip out there, um, Texas. And then we go to Mexico. And then I believe we go... Um, little two outfitter trip to Oklahoma and then we go up to Washington state and then we come see you guys again. And then we go back to Wyoming, Montana, and then, uh, spring snow. So I probably missed a few along the way, but man, it is like, it's jammed up. Nick's Nick's going to have more shit to edit than ever before. Yeah. See, He's going to have the SD cards. They're going to be on fire. But um, He's going to have to like do it as he goes because it's going to take him eight months just to fucking get through everything. Yeah, so what we'll do, what we'll do is when we go visit our, you know, our outfitters and, and various people, we, we're going to do the Instagram stuff like we always do. You know, we'll, we'll take pictures. We'll go live. 
if the hunt, you know, is good enough, we'll, uh, Nick, I'll have him pull me some content from those and I'll post. But, but what we'll do is, um, the actual hunts, like the full hunts, we'll start releasing those in the spring and we'll have a schedule set up that takes, you know, takes us from the spring all the way to this time next year so we'll be able to pump out videos all through the spring and summer because you know your your itch for for hunting it it gets scratched in um hunting season so there's really not a need to have to go to youtube to watch videos but whenever you get in the middle of the summer and you start getting a little itch sometimes going to youtube or watching the videos um you know the only thing to do so what we'll do is we'll continue to provide you know, really high quality content throughout the season. We'll keep everybody updated with what we're doing, where we're going through the Instagram and the story, Snapchat and videos and stuff. But then uh, people can expect a lot from us coming to our our YouTube channel um, in the spring and summer. We'll be steady uh, uploading new videos from different hunts. You know, so if we come see you guys in Texas and say the middle day is just an absolute you know, slam or Nick will put together a nice video for it. We'll pump it out. And then we might go to, you know, Kansas or Wyoming, have a good one. And we might have a schedule for maybe every two weeks or every 10 days. So what we'll do is at the end of the season, we'll see how many, um, you know, how many of these videos are we actually going to make? How many of these hunts were good enough to truly showcase these guys and to showcase this hunt? And then we'll determine, uh, the spacing on these videos for the spring and the summer, so it ought to be really cool. I'm going to bless you with my presence one day when you're down here hunting. Look at there in November. And Ron, well, I don't really care about you coming out, but I would like to see Ron. Ron, if he's up to it, he's already said he's going to. Because you know we do mostly a frames now, so he's already said he feels up to it. He's going out that day. He's going to hunt. He's going to sit good. next to you and uh, shoot all your birds out from under you. Maybe I told I told Jeff the other day. I said I bet I talked to. I bet I talk to your dad more than you do. <laughs> he said you're probably right. He watches said, every one of your games. every day on Facebook. He watches every one of your games. Yeah, he, uh, like this place we're here right now, they don't have a, a, like a live stream or something, so I know he's been having trouble the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, this is our last day here, and then we'll go back home and have a live stream again. But yeah, I talked to Ron. I've been, I bet I've talked to him probably every day for the last three months. He, he told me if he I, knocks. I, a lot. I stay pretty updated with him and how he's doing. Treatments. He, I guess he fell asleep the other day in a cab ride and <laughs> guy got pulled over and got a ticket. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he 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 had a ride with somebody and got he woke up in the mall parking lot and. Oh, what I'm gonna ask Jim is why does your dad have to get cab rides to Wichita Falls? Why are you not giving him a ride? Dad, Dad goes to Wichita Falls every single day. He can drive. He's not. He's not in a wheelchair. No, this was the day his back. I think it was on a Tuesday. I think. Jeff oh, has I got court. Court. Dad knows on Tuesdays I have court and I can't go, and he always makes appointments. I don't think he wants me to go because he always makes appointments on Tuesdays and I can't go on Tuesdays. And I've told him, so that's why. But let me tell you something, Asher. Okay. Since you're his favorite son now, I think if he knocks some old gal up now, he's going to name the kid Asher. So that ought to make you feel good. <laughs> well. But that's he's what, up for it. I'd be glad to take on that. But that, uh, I think he's up for it. I think he's yeah. just looking for a willing participant. Yeah, but, but he. Uh, that's why on Tuesdays. Yeah, <laughs> on Tuesdays. That's that's why I don't. We don't take him on Tuesdays. But Dad goes every day. Okay, to the okay. So you try to make everybody. In, everybody here is thinking, God damn, poor Ron, poor some bitch is out there having to catch a ride. That's a, yeah. Ubering it a hundred miles to get. I know. Him. That's what I keep thinking. I'm like, dang, why you know. Between me and Tony, Andy, Jesse, and Michelle, he's got five options, but he usually don't ask nobody for nothing. Edge drove him a few times, but they don't have really good driver's license, so has to be kind of safe on that deal. Outlaw, outlaw trucking is what Ed likes to do. Yeah, (laughs) but um, you know, Asher, we've got to. We need to come up with something for these black and white silhouettes. The the people want it, Asher. Oh man, black and white. We can call it. We can call it the Big Honker series. We'll see how it goes. I'll put. I'll. I'll pump this on all of my shit. I'll make sure people buy it. But people want it, Asher. I know they do, but they just. I don't know. We'll see. You gotta. You gotta step on out there. 
You got to step out there. Uh, these new shirts, I really, really like them. I like the hashtag on them. The black and white one. The black and white shirts. They look really good. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, they're. Uh, I'm excited. I've been working on those for for quite a while, and like I was telling you before, there's this other brand that some somehow I guess they thought they were the originators of, uh, of yeah. that term, which is very very laughable. <laughs> but uh, they're they're uh, several. Let's see, they're about what eight years late to the party. Yeah. Um. So we'll let them keep thinking what they want, and they can. Just keep being in second place or third place. <laughs> or third, I don't even know. Third, probably. But uh, but yeah, that we're excited. The shirts are they're great. Um, we'll actually have those available uh, a little earlier than anticipated. We'll have them ready tomorrow night, Friday night, uh, next weekend, or sorry, this weekend, and a small the three XL. So uh, we got some pretty cool new hats uh, in production right now that uh. I'm really excited about just outside of of all the decoy stuff. Um, other than that, man, just just rocking and rolling, trying to keep uh, inventory, keep product in stock. Um, you know, trying to stay on top of my game with with uh, customers and calls, and you know, I, I don't, I'm not able to answer the phone these days quite as much as I have been in the past, just because right. the volume. It's so much. I, I I can't get caught in a you know a thirty minute conversation or even a ten minute conversation at that. And I wish I had the time, but the volume we're doing and trying to stay, you know, help Cindy at the warehouse and stay on top of everything there. I just um, the only way I can do do my job the, the best I can is um, is mostly through text, through Facebook messages instagram you know I, I can i can get anything done through a message that i can on the phone yeah and i can do it much much faster and i do wish i had the time to take to talk as much um as i can you know between you know you catch me between april may june we're, we're okay but man this time of year um Every, everybody's wanting the volume to is, it's intense yeah. the volume is very very intense and most of the guys you know, most people understand. I get back to them very quickly, and uh, we're we're pretty pretty prompt with um, any issues that come up or any questions. But uh, we, you know, we're, we are still small. Um, we try to keep it we try to keep it as personal as we can. Um, a lot of attention to detail with with uh, what we do. Take a lot of pride in what we do, and um, it's rocking and rolling, man. We're, we're so blessed, and we we got a just a great group of people that that um, that work with us and and do things for us outside of you know people that that aren't being paid by us. You know, you guys have been have been wonderful for us. Um, spread the word. The podcast is great. The Facebook page is great. Um, you guys obviously run a a top notch outfitter. I've been there twice. Uh, had an absolute blast. Can't wait to to come back. Guys, I know my dad. He's excited about getting back down there. He had a blast last year, and um, we, we've just got some really good people that we we've got on board running our product, and um, we're just trying to keep the momentum going, man. Uh, you know, it's what mid-August, and uh, I think we're all ready for for cooler days and, and ready to be hunting again it's funny you get to january and i thought oh my god i'm so ready for this to be over and, <laughs> yeah. um, but right now this is that time of year and i know you guys are fired up and you got doves getting ready to crank up which is kind of like the unofficial start to their, their greatest time of the year so um jeff was saying you guys you know wasn't sure about the dove situation but you know still got a little time hopefully you know they'll get pushed in, and you guys will do as well as you always do. But I, you know, I know you got a bunch of good clients that that understand. There's a lot of factors that go in, but uh, hopefully you guys kick it off, start you know wearing some doves out, and you got the peel, and, um, and hopefully Ron will get out there, get to uh, shoot all the peel for you guys, and then <laughs> man, before you know it, we'll be back uh, hopefully under you know big spins of. Uh, Canada's and specs like we were last year in early November. So 
uh, and uh, hopefully some widgeon somewhere. Hopefully some widgeon in January. Oh man, yeah, we definitely. Uh, if we can make that happen, that would that was that was incredible. I told Jeff um, I have one request for whenever I come down there, and that little whatever it was, the little Playa Lake thing. Oh yeah. Yep. That my dad and Luke, we went out there that afternoon. Tony took us out there where I found that deer. Dude, that was like one of the most fun hunts I've ever been on in my life. West dude. Texas that Timber. That was so, dude, it was like we're standing there. and You know, there's all kinds of little like trash ducks flying around that we were just kind of not shooting at. And then you just look behind you, there'd be a group of like, Six widgeon, man, and you'd hit them with the call, and then see what you had going on there. It was just like, man, you talk about like close, like these things were like, I mean, we're standing out like a sore dick next to a piece <laughs> of like buck brush. Yep. But that sun was at our back, and you know it was basically blinding them. And dude, it was God, that was so much fun. I mean, that was like, I don't know, I don't know what it was, man. I don't know if it was just they were so close and they. <laughs> That was God. That was fun, though. I was there last uh, night. I was there two nights ago. Man, if there's any way we can make that happen, I would love to do that. And I know you guys are scouting and stuff in the afternoons, but if there's man, ducks if there, get, if we could get you guys out there, if uh, maybe Jeff could handle a scout or something, or maybe if Jeff would come out there with us, <laughs> man, that was so much fun, though, man. God. So I hope we can hope we can do that again. I, but if not, as long as we had a blast. If there's ducks on it, then if there's ducks on it, then we'll hunt it. I scouted it last night. Matter of fact, it was one of the places. It had a lot, it's got a lot of teal on it already. Not a lot, but it's got teal on it already. It's completely full. It looks good. Dad, I saw your post the other day. You said you were sending to mallards. Like, yeah, don't get yeah, they're residents at home. We don't get mallards that stay resident. Like I'm surprised that y'all. Y'all get them. I mean, I mean, we might have some like cemetery ones, but like, not not out in like reservoirs. Or no, there was like there was a a big flock of of mallard. We, okay. It just don't seem normal when it's 105 and sweating like that, and to hear them quacking and jumping up. Yeah. But it, they're there. We have them. But it's hot in North Dakota too, or yeah, you know, it gets hot up there. So, Asher, it's uh, it's time. You gotta go catch a bus, my man. Yeah, I got a. Um I got a few minutes. I got about three, four minutes, and gonna go climb on this bus. We're up in Connecticut. It's it's gonna suck. We've got a six thirty-five game, and then we've got a about a twelve-hour bus ride, and then another six thirty-five game tomorrow night. So we'll Dude. probably get in after all the stops. We'll probably get in back to North Carolina probably about eleven to noon tomorrow um, after riding on the bus, and then we'll you know we'll have to be at the ballpark again at. 3:30. So these next, uh, you know, these next uh, 24 to, um, you know, 30 hours are going to be. Uh, there, uh, you, you talk about embracing the grind. This, uh, this is going to be a good one right here. So uh, hopefully we can get out of here tonight with the win and uh, tomorrow. You know, travel day. It's always good if you can swing a win on a travel day. You know, right. everybody's dog tired, but uh, maybe we can get out of here tonight with one and. Um, you know, see what happens tomorrow. But yeah, long bus ride, and we're coming down to the end now, man. I, uh, as always, if y'all need anything from us, um, you know, got my number. We talk quite a bit anyway. But if anything comes up, feel free to reach out. You guys do a great job for us. We appreciate it. Thank you for us. I hope you guys are, you know, hope your your books are looking good, and I hope the uh, the weather and the birds act right, you guys. They'll really put a hurt on this fall, but but either way, you guys are doing a great job. We can't wait to get back down there. So absolutely, man. Well, thank you for. Uh, I know things are hectic for you right now, so thanks for taking time out to talk to us and uh, send me one of those get skinny shirts. All right, man. We'll do it. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, see All right bub. Good luck tonight. All right, thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Busy man. Yes, he is. Busy man. He's so, on Facebook more than Dad is. <laughs> you imagine playing baseball, working out, and running dive bomb, and all that stuff he does social oh, media I mean, and stays busy. And I can tell you, this was a hectic podcast. Fuck, we talked almost an hour, but we could have gone all day. Um, when we started our Facebook group, you feel like as the guy, you know, that you have to respond to almost every comment. 
And I know that's what Asher's going through right now with the emergence of the dive bomb close group. Uh, you know, he feels like, and he does, almost every single post he comments on, he replies. That takes a lot of work just in itself. Yeah, he don't have people, like, we take, we, sometimes if you don't answer, I will. or right. Tony, but right. Or Zach, but now he does his own. But uh, hats off to them. They've got a great product. Um, Had a guy message me the other day. Well, what do the widget leak decoys look like? I not seen them. I'm, I'm Probably going to look like a widget. I said, I'm sure they're going to look real good. I mean, honestly, though, what do they look like? You've seen them. I said, I seen other. I said, you think they send us stuff first? I mean, we don't have a clue. We've seen the floaters. Well, I have. But I hadn't. But I mean, it's, but I hadn't seen the, the widget. But oh. I'm, I'm like, I don't know, but I'm sure it'll look good. Confidential, buddy. You gotta wait and see it when everybody. He leaked. Uh, he put the the pintail socks on that closed group. Well, I think he put on Instagram too. They look good. They're gonna be. A, they're gonna be nice. Also, when that white starts flickering with the uh, with the wind, it's gonna be a game changer. So I'm telling you, uh, the pintails are gonna be nice. Visibility, low light days. That white's gonna stand out. So they have a great product. They are just kicking ass everywhere. So. Um, this new baseball shit, it's got me all fucked up, Jeff. And I'm not a baseball fan. I'm not either, so. I mean, it would just suck knowing that you can, you know, you can expand your strike zone. And now, all of a sudden, that's gone. It, you take the human element out. Right. We've done that in football in the re- replay. Now you can challenge a challenge pass a, interference. Yeah, so everything else. The winner for Andy is an Idiot is oh. Jer- Jeremiah Lewis Johnson. Jeremiah Lewis Johnson. Yep. Love the podcast information. I'm full of humor. I love when new episodes come out. I even got my fiance hooked. She always wants it on in the car. Where Jer- did it say Andy's an idiot? It says on the first, it says Andy is an idiot. That's oh, the it's a title. Yep. So anyways, Jeremiah, holler at me. Uh, send me a message or something, and I'll get your caps in out. Congratulations. You called me an idiot, and you want a hat. Yeah. How's that make everybody else? Everybody else does it, and don't get shit. So yeah. there you go. You want Your wife even called you an idiot yesterday. You want a $10 hat. Good job. Hurt my feelings, and you got a fucking ten dollar hat. I hope you wear it. We will send them too. You can take a shit in one and cover it up with the other. <laughs> oh, you get your feelings hurt, Andy. You got anything else to whine about now? Are you good? Nope. My Packers play tonight. Rogers is going to play a quarter or so. I don't think he was excited about that. He probably isn't. His new coach and him aren't getting along, which means they're going to be about three and thirteen probably. I heard that. I heard there. There's a little bit of. He's an asshole. I think he's. I think the new coach is trying to. You know. He's trying to set the ground rules. Get I'm a the little boss. Bit, I think he's trying to get a little bit physical. He's got these guys doing joint practices, which I don't agree with either. Why would you have Aaron Rodgers out there during a joint practice, a live drill joint practice? You wouldn't, and you know you wouldn't. You know that's stupid. Joe Bob Tyler would have. Joe Bob Tyler doesn't have a $20 million quarterback back No, but there. he would have treated him like a $2 sandwich like he did everybody else on a football team. I just I think Would the, you do that? If you were the head coach and you had Aaron Rodgers there, would you have him in a live drill? Let me say, probably not, but that's where we've come as football has just come where – I don't even know why we have fucking training camp. None of the starters play anyways. Or preseason, you mean? Or preseason. I I think what they – It all comes down to money, though. That comes down to money. Players don't give a shit if they played two extra games. If the money was right, they would do it. That's that's. But what what I'm getting at is that's the way it is with all NFL. Nobody wants to to risk anybody getting hurt. I don't either. I I wouldn't wouldn't want to. I mean, I just saw where the Lakers – Starting big guy, center to Marcus Cousins, banged his knee practicing yesterday in some offseason deal, and he's got serious pay out for the year. God. They just wrote him a check for $10 million guaranteed or 20 or whatever the fuck. I mean, I just so but, – but you can't take the gloves off of him. No. And, and you know, you're going to continue – if this continues, you're going to continue to see sloppy games in September. Tony, hold on. Until guys get their sea legs about them. Yep. September's a – it's a terrible month to watch football. Well, I don't think so. I can't wait. Well, no, no, no. I just mean you can tell the guys are a little off. Yeah. The, the problem with the Green Bay is they got a rookie coach in there. He's got an old veteran asshole for a quarterback anyways. It's an asshole with old time. Do you coaches. think Tom Brady would do any better with a new coach? Uh, I don't know. Or Ben I, Ben Roethlisberger. I, I don't, I if don't, a new guy came in there for Ben Roethlisberger, do you think he would do any better? I don't know. I'm not just picking on Rodgers on this. I'm just the overall system is just a – I think you take any veteran quarterback that's used to doing things a certain way, used to because you know I'm sure McCarthy kind of baby they had their issues too, no doubt. But I think he always gave Rodgers the benefit of the doubt, like you don't need this. I don't think Aaron Rodgers could play for Mike Holmgren. Probably not. And I don't think he could play for John Gruden. Definitely not. And but that's when a coach used to be a coach. Okay. I'm gonna promise you, Tom Landry wouldn't have put up with that shit from nobody. No, and but this would. also goes back to players. It's a different world now. Different. 
It's a whole the football is completely different. But quarterback, they're so rare to find a good one. Uh-huh. There's 32 teams, and we've got more quarterback depth now than we've had in a long time. 32 teams. There's 24 probably pretty good quarterbacks. Yeah. And it's better than it used to be. It used to be 12 or 15 now, or right. 24, and it's going up, and we're getting more and more of them. But they're damn sure ain't no any extras. There no. ain't a there ain't a backup playing right now. If, if all the backups were free agents, the only one that would be in big demand right now is that Mullins kid from San Francisco. I think just because he had a couple good games last year, yeah, he proved himself and looked pretty good. But he might be the next Matt Schaub. Might turn yeah, out yeah. to be a bust when he gets his own gig. Um, Gar- I think the jury's still out on Garoppolo. Garoppolo career backup looked good where he was. I think yeah. the sample size is too small on Garoppolo. I think you're right. But that's that's what I'm saying. So quarterbacks are hard to find. So Rodgers has a lot of leverage there. Yeah. But he is an asshole. But the Cowboys sure. are going to be in the same boat that the Packers are in. When you pay that fucker so much money, you can't afford nobody else. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen. I agree. It's going to happen. And they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do. What they need to do probably to make the game a fair deal – or not fair. It's fair now. Just have a damn salary cap. You just have to deal with quarterback. I say have a separate slot for a quarterback. But then again, you have – then again, it'd be a, what about a defensive end, so yeah, or a left tackle. But it is what it is. I'm excited. Um, we don't get it live here for some reason, but I'm gonna. It comes on at 11, so I'm gonna stay up and at least watch the first quarter. I'm well. excited. Well, good. Fucking get to see Rogers out there. Well, Just all of it. Just preseason week one sucks because none of the starters play. This week will be a lot better, and next week will be really good for football. Your wife just texted me. She told oh. me to you get your ass home. It's time to go to Abilene. She didn't say that. She did. All right. Yep. We've got uh, we got to get out of here. Thank you to Asher. Thank you to the guys at Dive Bomb. Hey, ho- hold on. Before oh, we oh, 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 before hold we go, hold on. Prayers out to Antonio Jones's family. He was on podcast with us. Yep. If you hadn't know, he passed away uh, last week. Last week. Last weekend. weekend. Saturday. Always prayers for his family. Um, that's what I have, and, and prayers for uh, the officers in Philadelphia. That's a real mess out there too. Um, we support the blue, and you should too. All right. Thank you. God bless y'all, and have a good day.